0: If you have been here with us for the last few weeks, uh, we have been, we have been challenging ourselves and we have been encouraging ourselves from the promise that we have received from God for, for 2020. How many of you remember that? Right? Pete kind of almost said it about a hundred times when he started the service this evening. What's the promise for this year, guys? Come on, shout it out. In everything that we do, we will. In everything that we desire, we will. Because that is not, not something that we are telling ourselves. We are just proclaiming the promise that God has for His people. And I just want to remind us that this is from Psalms 92. What are the verses? To okay, one person. Alright, not bad. It's on, the board as, uh, it's on the screen as well. If you're here for the first time, we just want to welcome you. Thank you for doing church with us. Uh, if you find us a bit weird, uh, that's okay because we are a bit weird. Uh, if you find us a bit loud, that's okay because we are a bit loud. Uh, is that okay if you're a bit loud when it comes to our music? Okay. Akash, I know you're going to say yes. <laughs> Akash is a drummer, by the way. You know, just in case if you missed him over there, he was there. Hey I I want to continue talking to you for the next few minutes on on this entire promise verse that that God has given us and uh last week we were talking about uh righteousness or right standing. How many of you remember that? Uh, this entire week has been so, so encouraging for me because some of you have been in touch and you have been constantly sharing from the scriptures uh, your understanding about righteousness and how, how that word has been making so much sense to you. And uh, it's personally when I get super excited, not when somebody walks up to me and says, hey, it was a good word. I get excited during a weekday when I hear stories like this. You know, uh, that doesn't mean... Stop sharing your feedback with me. I love feedback. Uh, But it's so good to see that when the Word of God comes alive, not on Sunday evenings, but through the week. It's so good to see that, you know, we just don't listen and forget about what we're listening on Sunday evenings, but we actually put it into practice. Because that's the entire intention why all of us get up on stage and try to share and encourage you through through the Scriptures. Not so that we might fill up this another 40 minutes or so but so that we can get inspired, we can get encouraged to live out the scriptures through the week. That is the intention that God has for every single person in this room. And as a Christ follower, the best thing we can ever do is live out the scriptures, not just read the scriptures. One person said yes to that. That's good. That's still good. For the next few minutes... I want to continue to talk to you about, like I said, the promise, but today we're going to be looking at a different perspective for Flourish. But just before we do that, can somebody over here uh, help us? This is, this is open for everyone, okay? Can you tell me the most common greeting in another language? Apart from, apart from English, Hindi, what are some of the greetings that you guys are aware of? Alright, okay. Who can, who can quickly stand up and tell me at least five different greetings? Shout it out if you know it. Pete, why are you so quiet? I thought you would be the first person to do that. Okay. Okay. We don't know that. How do we know you're saying the right thing? Alright, okay, okay, one more. Okay, alright, anybody who can beat Peter? Anybody knows more than five greetings in this room tonight? Huh? He said five. Okay, Colonel, let's go. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, huh? Jaihin? Okay, okay. 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 Oh, we're going Desi now. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Wow. Okay. It's crazy. In India itself, we have so many different greetings, right? Anybody wants to challenge Colonel? Benji? (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny, right? That when you you actually want to learn a, a new language, you usually start off with greetings, right? Right? And and it's so it's so interesting that some of these greetings have have such simple yet profound meanings, and and that's what that is something that exactly what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, the the topic uh, the 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 word that I've titled for my sermon tonight is more than a greeting. Can everybody say more than a greeting? More than a greeting. You know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but in Israel, when you greet someone or say goodbye, you say what? All right you know that shalom and and which means you you're literally telling that person may uh, may you be full of well being may health and prosperity be upon you have you heard that one before right and it, and it's such a unique powerful greeting that you can ever greet someone with and and you know uh i had i had somebody had shared this with me many years back and uh I, I, some, most of the times, I get an opportunity to drop uh, Elia to daycare, and I, I started doing this. Something very, very interesting is that when uh, when we reach the daycare, she knows somehow she knows that we have reached the daycare, and uh, we we kind of have our conversation for those short couple of minutes. Mostly, it's I who do the talking, uh, and and then before we get out, you know, I I would quickly pray for her and I just kiss her on her forehead and I just say shalom. You know, because my understanding of shalom was limited to, to, to these few uh, phrases or, or meanings of it, right? Until, while when I was prepping for this, uh, for this week, I stumbled upon the, these other meanings as well. And this is what shalom signifies, you know. In, in the, if you read the scriptures from the Old Testament and all the way into the New Testament, you'll see that this word uh, shalom is there. But most of the times you would have missed it because you read this word as peace. In a, when you read it in English, right? How many? Most of us read the Bible. You do, right? You read the Bible. Okay, just checking. You know, you never know. Uh, when you when you read the Bible in English, you usually this word is usually re- replaced with peace. And, and peace, in its most simplest way, have have two simple meanings. And this is what peace says. You know, the first one is absence of conflict. And the second one is an inner sense of serenity or tranquility. You know, this is the most go-to meanings when you when you when you read the word peace in, in the scriptures. But today we're going to see flourishing from a very different perspective. Are you guys okay with that? I I, I I'm super thrilled to bring this this a few thoughts that God has been laying on our hearts for, for this year for 2020 because we believe. That this is the year for us to flourish. As a community of faith, as individuals, as family, this is the year for us to flourish. And, and if we really want to, if, if this is true in its, in its complete sense, it's equally important for all of us, can everybody say all of us? All of us. And all of, me, all of me, to understand what flourishing means in its holistic nature. Not because because here's the thing: if we try to understand flourishing from the perspectives of 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 people or opinions of people, we are still at a, we are still at the surface level, right? And and as Christ followers, the best privilege that you and me have is that we get to dive into the Word of God to really help us and kind of make us understand what flourishing looks like in its true and its complete sense. So for the next few minutes, we're going to be looking at flourishing from a different lens. See, in the Old Testament, flourishing is best described within the Jewish word called Shalom. Are you guys with me? Because like I said, shalom, it signifies salvation, it signifies wholeness, integrity, soundness, community, connectedness, righteousness, justice, and well-being. These are, in, if you read the scriptures from the Hebrew perspective, you would, you would stumble upon shalom used in, in these contexts. And, and like I said, you know, though shalom, the first time we hear this word is more from a greeting perspective, I truly believe that there is, this is more than a greeting. And if, if tonight, if I'm able to inspire you or if I'm able to encourage you to think a bit more, can everybody say, think more? Yes. On this one simple word, I believe when we are going to walk out of this room, we are going to have a better understanding of what it means to flourish. So now let me ask, how many of you really want to flourish? All right, it's good. You know, in mo- like I said, most of the times when the, when the word is used in the English Bible, we translate shalom as peace. But this is, this is an interesting stat that I, that I came across when I was, I was prepping for this. There are three main categories where this word shalom is used in different settings in the Old Testament and, and I'll help you break that down. 10% of, of, this, of, of the scriptures use shalom as a standardized greeting where we say peace or peace to you. Right? Or peace be with you. 25% refers to shalom being a state or a relationship that is peaceful, that is free from conflict or tension. But 65%, can everybody say 65? 65. 65% of the times when the word shalom is used in the scriptures, it refers to completeness, maturity, and especially overall Well-being. Can everybody say overall well-being? Overall Overall well-being, not only spiritually, but economically, relationally, and also health. When I read this, I was like, man, this this is something that we need. Do you think we need this? Because sometimes, most of the times, we we read. You know, when, when for example, when Jesus says, peace be with you. And we're like, yeah, peace, you know, absence of conflict. Inner a, in a peace, you know, that's a, that's a new thing, right? Inner peace. Poe tried it. I don't know if he got it or no. Nobody's watched Kung Fu Panda. Yes. Wow. For a guy who doesn't watch animated movies, I think I did okay. But 65% of the, of the, of the times this word is used, it's used from this perspective. So tonight, I want to accomplish, and I want to help us see the idea of flourishing as shalom. Is that okay? The idea of flourishing related to shalom, because there are two big words that, that stood out is the wholeness, completeness, and overall well-being. That's what, that's what flourishing in its true biblical context can also look like. And And I'm not saying that this is the entirety of its meaning when it comes to flourishing, but I believe there's something powerful in this tonight. And I really hope that we can dive into this because... If you start a relationship with Jesus, there's one thing that you really need to understand. Human flourishing is at the core of God's redeeming work. See, when God says that He gave His Son, Jesus, and that He died on the cross, and He rose up on the third day so that you might have a shot at eternal life, and, and you can redeem yourself, you can save yourself through Jesus, he, the entire story of creation, restoration, and redemption is for what? It's so that you and me can flourish. It's so that you and me can grow because that's the true nature of of this entire concept of flourishing. God desires for us to flourish in a holistic manner. It's His desire, not just, not, just, not just our need or not just our desire or just not something that we want to start off our 2020 in a fashion, fashionable way by saying that, hey, we have a promise from God and like, okay, we just kind of picked out a verse. No, no, that's not what we're going at. We are truly believing and hoping that we understand the concept of flourishing in its right sense. And so it is God's desire for us to flourish in a holistic manner. So you see, the entire idea of flourishing... We see a glimpse of it right at the beginning of, of the scriptures when God spoke to Adam and, Eve, uh, Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden. That was shalom in its fullness right there. When God spoke to, to uh, when God was speaking, when God created humanity, when God created Adam and Eve, shalom was present in the garden because they were whole, they were complete, they were, they were not in need of anything. Are you guys okay? There was perfect shalom because there was perfect well-being and wholeness in the garden. Until sin came into play and it kind of changed the entirety of the picture and the, and the story that we know. But t- tonight when we are looking at this word flourish, I want us to really understand that shalom is the way God intended things to be when he created the universe. When God is asking you and me to flourish, most of the times we think that, okay, it's just about a particular area of our life. But God is interested in, in, in the entirety of your life. And, and I'll tell you, as, as we go, go deep into a couple of things that we're going to be looking at from the scriptural perspective, you know, I want us to understand that gro- to grow, flourish, and prosper is in the nature and true purpose of human design. The way we have been created, the way we have been designed, growth is a natural uh, intention of the way we have been created. Are you guys with me? It doesn't look like... <laughs> Come on, I, I, I really hope we, we get the core essence of this, you know. Because biblical, sometimes when we think, okay, uh, it's time for... It's, I know this is a word for 2020. I know that we should be flourishing... But what do we flourish in? Has anybody asked yourself this question for the last two, three weeks that you have been hearing this word flourish? Come on, let's be real. How many of you have asked this question? You've done the right thing by asking these questions. rest of you, what were you doing? Because let's not just be people who come and sit and, and listen to everything and receive everything just like that. I mean, it's a very practical thing to ask. If God says we need to flourish, and if we have the desire to flourish, what are the very things that you and me need to flourish in? Do you think that's a practical question to ask? Because when it comes to understanding biblical human flourishing, I want us to know that from the scripture perspective, biblical human flourishing is always outward focused. Can everybody say outward focused? It's outward focused and motivated on spreading God's nature... And God's character throughout the earth. We flourish when we help others flourish. We truly flourish when we help others flourish. I'm not saying this. Let's go to... By the way, how many of you have heard this verse? Uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Some of you, it's like your favorite favorite Bible verse. Show of hands. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Okay. I'm going to put up Jeremiah 29, 11 first. Okay. Over here. And let's read what that is all about. Is it there? Do we have it? Okay. Uh, it says, For I know the plans and thoughts. Can everybody say plans and thoughts? Plans and thoughts. I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being, and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. This is the amplified version that we're reading, okay? Most of you, if you grew up in a Christian home, or if you grew up in a, a reading these verse, you, we all have gotten super excited when we read this. Don't give me that serious face. You, you loved when you read this verse, right? For the first time. We all loved it, I loved it when I read it for the first time until I understood the context of what this this verse was actually coming in from. Do you know that this verse came to the guys, to to the people when they were in exile? Let's go a few verses up, which is, I'm sure it's up there on the screen. Jeremiah 29 verses 4 to 7. Let's read that. So says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the captives who I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. And this is what, this is the beauty of it. This is God speaking to his people, okay? Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease in number. Seek peace and well-being for what? For what? For the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for, help me read this, for in its peace you will have what? Can you imagine this is God talking? This is God speaking to the people who, who were disobedient, who did not obey everything that God asked them to do. And because of that, as a result, they were, they were put into exile for, for not one year, not two years, not ten years, but for a time frame of 70 years. How many I know this is not the usual tone of of our sermons, but I really want us to get us us somewhere this evening. Is that okay? Is it okay if we like go into a teaching mode for the next few minutes? Right? Are you guys still awake? Yes. Okay, just checking, you know, because... I love this verse 7. It says, seek peace and well-being. The word over here, Hebrew scholars say the word over here that is used is the word called... You got it right. The word over here that's used is shalom. And that's why the amplified it says, well-being. Seek peace and well-being for the city. This is not, this is not your home. This is not this is not the place ideally where you should be, but because you're here, seek its peace and its well-being. That not that may not be the idle place where you are right now, whether it's your job, it's your company, it's the business, it's not, it may not be the idle place, but what? Seek Peace and well-being wherever God has positioned you and placed you. Because in the well-being of the very place where God has put you and positioned you in this season, not the next season, not the last season, but this season, you will experience peace and well-being. Seek peace. We truly flourish when we help others flourish, church. You know, even in the exile, God desires for his people that they would flourish and they would, be, they, they would have well-being. And this is what I want you to understand. You know, the mandate for us as a community is highly missional. That's why I said biblical, if you want to understand what biblical human flourishing looks like, it is always outward focused. I'll tell you what is contrary to that is when people outside our setting, outside the community of faith, start defining things like flourishing. Because in the context of the world, the current trend or the, the current trends that are going on when it comes to understanding flourishing and doing well and prosperity and all those things, it is very self-focused. It is always what I can get, right? It's always what how I can make a name for myself, how I can be Prosperous, and, and there's nothing wrong in prosperity. Please don't, un, uh, please don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say over here. But you and me need to understand if we want to flourish this year as individuals or as families or as a community, I truly believe and I truly hope that we start thinking for the flourishing of others first. Before our well-being. Because human flourishing is highly communal and less individualistic. See, when we look at Jesus and his work on the cross, you get an idea of what human flourishing can look like. He was a man when he was here on earth. He died on the cross as a man. But he did it keeping all of you in mind. He did it so that through his life and through his sacrifice, all of us can flourish at having a life, a redemptive life. Amen? Amen? So tonight, what I'm really trying to get all of us to is understanding the holistic nature of this one simple word, shalom, from the lens of, uh, of this word, flourish, from the lens of this word, shalom. Because in its, in its true nature, the shalom, well-being, wholeness, restfulness, contentment that we experience in Jesus Christ is not exclusive. The shalom that we experience in Jesus is not exclusive. Can everybody say not exclusive? Come on guys, not exclusive. The shalom that we experience in Jesus is not exclusive. The shalom, the peace that we experience in Jesus is not exclusive. When God is talking about peace, when God is saying that I want you, let's go to John chapter 14. And this is, this is one of the most famous statements that Jesus talks when he talks about peace. Jesus is saying, peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. This is again the amplified version that I'm helping you read. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance, give you courage and strength for every challenge. It's time we understood when it comes to the the scriptures, when it comes to, to living out the scriptures, God just doesn't want your spiritual life to flourish. Nobody is excited about that. How many of you are working over here in this place? How many of you run businesses? How many of you are studying? How many of you basically spend most of the time outside your house doing something? I want you to understand the biblical idea of human flourishing. Here's what it looks like as much as a spiritual understanding is needed or required to know more about human flourishing God is not a God who is just going to ask you to do certain things only from the spiritual perspective where you only your spiritual life is being equipped, empowered and, and you are growing but in your personal life, in your practical lives, you are struggling no, that's, that's a total imbalance talk back to me guys that's a, that's a total imbalance. When God speaks about flourishing, He desires that you flourish in your spiritual life and he, you flourish in your practical life. Basically, your work, your colleges, your businesses are the areas where you and me need to flourish. Because a spiritual understanding of human flourishing does not make it less practical or less physical. You need to hear this again. It does not make it less practical or less physical. Because when when God spoke Shalom, He spoke about well-being. When He says, peace be with you, it's not that you feel peace when when you worship with these songs that we sing for these two hours. But when you walk out, of this place when you walk out outside the center when you plug into your work when you plug into the places where you go that peace is with you even in those those moments where you you feel at the least the well-being of god the the, the restfulness the contentment in god is still there with you see that's that's the beauty of of the of the jewish or the hebrew language and and I'm not, a, I'm not a great scholar about this, but, but this is one thing that I'm, I know and I want to say it like this, this means everything in this season. Because the this, this simplicity is, if you try to look at peace just from the English perspective, you're going to think, oh, if there's no conflict in my life, I think I have peace. Today, I feel, I feel a bit of inner peace in my life, so I think, I think there is peace in my, in my life. But no, sometimes peace or shalom of God is really to ask yourself do I have the shalom when it comes to my integrity is the shalom of God alive in my life when it comes to my restfulness or am I stressing or freaking out about every single thing that I'm being hit with do I have the shalom of God when it comes to right standing do I have the shalom of God when it comes to not just my well-being but the well-being of my family because I'm telling you when Jesus died for you He just didn't die for your spiritual self He died for all of you Can everybody say all of you? He died for all of you Your emotional, your physical, your mental Your materialistic needs Your, emo- your, your, your emotional needs, your economic needs Every single thing God cares about those things See, because in the eyes of Jesus, human flourishing is inclusive of our emotional, physical, and spiritual well being. I've said this earlier. One of the reasons why, why I love when Nides talks about fitness is because he always helps us bring a, a, be, a better and a deeper perspective about not just staying fit spiritually. But staying fit physically as well. Right? And let's be honest, it hurts sometimes. You know when you when you when you consume the kind of food that we consume every every day, every week, and then when you have to have a conversation with Neeraj, you go on a guilt trip. Am I right, Neeraj? You go on a guilt trip. I mean, I don't know how many of you have avoided Neeraj after having two or three burgers and a couple of desserts and things like that. I know for sure Sahil is avoided. But I want you to really understand this. When God is talking about shalom and God is talking about flourishing, He means every aspect of your life. Every aspect of your life. Shalom is the universal flourishing. Wholeness and delight, because you know you, you must have read this part where Paul says, "Everything you do, do it for the glory of God." We are the ones who can help bring glory to the nature and the character of God when we flourish in every aspect of our life. And I you know it's it's sometimes a difficult path to flourish in business, to flourish at your work, to flourish in your finances, to flourish in your relationships. But I want to tell you, I want to encourage you, it's not impossible when you have God on your side. It's doable when you you allow the perfect peace, the perfect shalom of God to step into your lives wherever you need it the most. So I truly hope that we are able to see the entire promise for 2020 through a different lens called the shalom of God. I truly hope that our meaning of flourishing is not just limited to that this year I will get a salary increase. Well, if that happens, very good. I just hope that it's not about limited to I get a new job, a new car, a new house and a new... God is not going to steal that or rob that away from you. But as Christ followers... It's our responsibility that we go deep as we aim high. We go deep in our understanding about the scriptures. We go deep in our understanding of what it means to live a righteous life. Because that's what the word says, the righteous will flourish like the palm tree. And that will only be possible when we take intentional consistent steps to dive in to the promise, to dive into the Word of God, to dive into your time of prayer, to dive into your personal time with God. Because if you really want to understand the idea of human flourishing, the idea of human flourishing is centered on the purposes of the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And you and me will only be able to understand these truths and these realities when our understanding of God's word and the practical living of it. It must be true to human flourishing, to individuals and as a society as a whole, this must be motivated. Can everybody say motivated? Come on guys, are you you guys okay? Motivated, Motivated. Informed. Motivated and informed when it comes to the reality of God the Father, centered on Jesus the Son, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's what human flourishing looks like when it's centered in the nature of God, who is in the form of Trinity. So, just to wrap this up, I just want to tell you without this proper, solid, true anchoring. Our understanding or the pursuit of human flourishing is not biblical it's not right and and you think that you're aiming at flourishing but you might be missing the mark completely because it's in the Shalom where you understand God's plan for you it's in the Shalom where you understand God's uh, God's intention God's desire for you because Shalom when, when we are talking about Shalom Jesus is the Prince of Peace Jesus the, the, the peace that we are looking for the Shalom that we are trying to go after it's found in the person of Jesus and I want to challenge you tonight of your understanding I want to challenge you tonight of your limitations of flourishing what do what limitations have you allowed yourself to look at when it comes to the idea of flourishing? So, so here's what I want to talk to you about for the next few minutes and then we'll wrap this up. I want us to, this is this is something that we we did for you guys. This is this is a very simple, practical thing, okay? There's I we've just put the promise verse. And maybe if you want multiple things, because if you desire to flourish in a whole, lot, whole bunch of things, you can pick up a few of these. But this is just a simple way to know for yourself, what are the very things that you desire to flourish in? Do people have a desire to flourish over here tonight? Do people have a desire to grow over here tonight? It's very simple. All you need to do is write this down, keep this with yourself and maybe pen it or, or pin it to, to a place where you can see the most. And there's nothing religious or spiritual about this idea, okay? This is a very practical thing because this is a simple reminder for you to look at flourishing from the right perspective. To look at flourishing from the lens of what God wants it to be. To look at flourishing from from the shalom that God wants to release in every season and every area of your life. I, I use these words, motivated and informed. I want us to, I truly hope and I truly believe that by the, by the end of this year, we are a community that are speakers of shalom. We are a community that are advocates for shalom. We are a community that, are, that cultivate the shalom of God in and around our lives. Through the opportunities we get, Through through the skills, the gifts that God has given you, we desire to see every single person around us flourish. Because it's in their flourishing, you will flourish. That's going to bring the true human flourishing in your lives and through your lives. So I want to just wrap up with this simple question. Do you have the shalom of God tonight? Or do you long for more of shalom of God in your life tonight? Because shalom is more than a greeting. Shalom is more than a goodbye. Shalom is more than a hello. Shalom is more than a hi. Shalom is a condition. Can everybody say a condition? A state. Of the way God wants things to be in your life so if you're the one who's in need of Shalom can, can we can we put that slide up I'll I don't know what you need in your life tonight from this but I want to tell you Shalom is found in the person of Jesus And if you have never experienced the love of God, if you have never experienced Jesus as the Lord of your life and as your personal Savior, tonight is your night where you can begin to experience the Shalom of God. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior for a a whole lot of time, but if you have never experienced the Shalom of God in in the areas that you are struggling with or you are battling with, tonight is your night as well. So I just want to encourage you. I'm not going to force this on any, anybody. If you need shalom, can you just rise up to your feet? Because one of the best ways we can do that is lift up our faith tonight. We're not just going to lift up our hands, but we're going to lift up our faith and believe that God, your shalom will be my portion in Jesus' mighty name. This may not be for everybody, but if you need the shalom of God in your life, tonight is a night where we can just lift up our hearts, lift up our faith, lift up our hands and just believe that God, you will release the shalom over our lives of God. oh father we pray for every single person that is that is standing up tonight in this place that you would honor the faith you would honor the faith of every single person God you know the needs of every single person in this room much more than we can ever know oh God so we pray tonight for a release of your shalom over the very specific areas of your life where they, lo- where they need it the most, where we need it the most. Whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in our workplaces, whether it's at, our, it's at the different places where we spend most of the day, we want to see the shalom, the well-being, the contentment, the restfulness, the wholeness that comes from you, Jesus, released in our lives tonight. Come on, if that's you, can I ask you to just lift up your hands and receive the shalom of God. Just lift up your hands and receive. God is, God is working in this place tonight, church. I believe God is releasing a new presence, a new peace. His perfect peace is your portion in Jesus' name tonight. Have your way, O God. We are talking to the future cultivators. We are talking. We are seeing the future cultivators, the future advocates and speakers of shalom in this place. But I want to tell you, can you receive it from God tonight? Can you just lift up your hands and lift up your faith and say, God, I need that shalom, O God. Honor the faith, God, in this room. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at zealouspune or visit us online at zealous.community.